This is Sarah Feinstein on season one, episode 18 of Talking with Tyler. And sorry for my absence, as I was dealing with a cold and a lot of coughing problems. Still am a little bit. But for the most part, I am okay. I'm glad to be back. And today I have a pretty interesting topic. It's uh, how the UTEP Miners accidentally saved the Boise State season. Now, you're probably thinking, Tyler, what the hell do you mean by this? How can a team save another team's season by accident? What, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you on drugs? No, I'm actually not on drugs. I'm going to explain why. So let me set the stage. <coughs> it's week four of the 2022 season. The Boise State Broncos head to Sun Bowl Stadium in El Paso, Texas on Friday night at 6 p.m. to take on the UTEP Miners. Boise State came into this game very heavily favored at a 17-point favor. And that means that they were supposed to blow UTEP out of the water. The Broncos were 2-1 and and coming off of a 30-7 win against UT Martin. But things went very sour. As Boise State would only have a putrid 177 total yards. Hank Blockmeyer would have the worst game of his career as he only completed 13 of 34 passes for a mere 93 yards and one touchdown. That's an average of 2.7 yards per attempt, which is absolutely horrendous, absolutely putrid. The pass game couldn't get going whatsoever. And he kept putting the defense in bad positions as they had to keep getting out on the field after a consistent three and outs from the offense, led by offensive coordinator Tim Plow. UTEP would ultimately win this game 27-10 to in a massive upset, which ultimately saved their season as they were 1-3 and at the time. This game brought them to 2-3, and and they still are in the running for a bowl game as we speak. So the team looked lost, it looked awful, horrible, everything looked wrong. But in the span of a single day, and I do mean a single day, the very next day, Saturday, September 24th, 2022, Tim Plow was fired from his duties as the offensive coordinator. He was hired as the offensive coordinator in 2021, and it seemed as if the offense was nothing crazy last year, but the offense took a significant regression, mainly without star wide receiver Khalil Shakir, who had departed for the NFL. And also, the other big change was that Dirk Cutter got promoted to offensive coordinator, and he decided a change at quarterback was necessary after Hank Bachmeyer's horrible start to the season, and they decided to go with a redshirt or no, a true freshman by the name of Taylor Green. He was six foot six, had a strong arm, and most importantly, which will come later in this, can run can run when the pocket collapses. Hank Bachmeyer would enter the transfer portal where he currently resides. Now, this is pretty interesting. We move on just a week later, Friday, September 30th, it's 5 p.m. Boise State 
was heading back home to play the San Diego State Aztecs. And things didn't look any better. The team was getting shut, got shut out in the first half for the first time in what was seemingly forever. And things looked horrible. It looked like nothing improved from last week's embarrassing outing against UTEP. And everything seemed to be falling apart. But the second half was an entirely different story. The second half for Boise State saw them score 35 unanswered points, shut out San Diego State in the process in the second half, as the one thing that San Diego State had. Um, and considering this was a good San Diego State defense, scoring 35 unanswered points was absolutely insane. <clears throat> The Broncos looked comfortable, they looked fluid, they looked dynamic under the new play caller and new quarterback in Taylor Green, who did pretty well in this game, or start, well, was starting to come, come into his own this game. And why will it not click like I tell it to? There we go. As Boise State would then improve the 3-2, and two, and Taylor Reed didn't do much. He only had 5 of 10 for 48 yards and one interception, which I think was. But he did have an excellent game rushing as he had eight attempts for 105 yards and two touchdowns, including a 39-yard run as well. The run game had a monstrous game, 316 yards and five total touchdowns on the ground. And overall, the offense looks comfortable. It looked more like what Boise State was accustomed to. And whenever the pocket collapsed around Taylor Green, he was able to get away. And look, and Taylor Green's fast. This dude is a really good athlete. He's like six foot six, but he runs like—I mean, he runs like a tight end almost. It's actually crazy. So I definitely think he has potential to be the new face of the program. But we're not done with our story quite yet. We move on to the next week, which was Saturday, October 8th, at 6.45 p.m. This game against Fresno State, albeit without Jake Hanner, was also in Albertson State. And the offense got off to a hot start yet again. It was actually the defense that wasn't doing great in the beginning. It was 20 to 17 and a half. But the Broncos defense clamped down, as it was the strength of this team, even before the offense started playing good, the defense was an absolute strength for this team. They were able to pick off the backup quarterback. What was his name? Logan Fife, hopefully I'm saying that right, as he threw two picks in this game, picked off by no, I'm looking at the one, by Ezekiel Noah and <laughs> no, wrong thing, I keep clicking on random crap. No, I'm very sorry, guys. But Ezekiel Noah and and Rodney Robinson. So, and the defense only allowed three points in the second half. Boise State would go on to score another 20 in the second half. And ultimately, they get the win. 
mean, you started to play better. You started to grow more as a passer under this new dirt cutter offense. 10 of 18, 127 yards, two touchdowns to one pick. Still not great, but you're starting to see the growth. And the run game, again, had an absolutely monstrous outing as they had 52 carries for 316 yards and two touchdowns. And this defense definitely harassed Fresno State all game long. And overall, you're starting to see momentum as Boise State slowly started to look like the Boise State of old. After that, they would have a bye week on October 15th, so no game. And it was good they had this bye week. Let me get a drink of water really quick. as they would go up against the Air Force Falcons in Colorado Springs. And this was a big conference game, as the Air Force Falcons needed to win this game in order to keep their hunt for a Mountain West title worth alive, as they already had two conference losses to Wyoming and Utah State, respectively. And Boise also needed it to stay ahead of Wyoming as they were undefeated in conference going into this game at 3-0 and wanted to remain a perfect 4-0 in the conference. A Boise State got off to a hot start. It looked like they were going to run away with this thing. They were up 16-0 halfway, about halfway through the second quarter, but then the game really slowed down as there would not be much scoring for the rest of the game. It was 19 and a half. Air Force had the lone touchdown in the fourth quarter from Brad Roberts. <clears throat> and I will say there was a lot of bad penalties that kept Boise State from scoring more than they did because they kind of slowed Air Force. I know they had 175 carries with only three and a half yards per attempt in the process. Considering that Air Force... <coughs> Average around 325 yards, and what the nation's top rushing attack against the Boise State defense, they weren't great against the run last year. They were not. It was a main weakness of the defense was the run, but they did an excellent job, especially in the first half. And Taylor Green started to throw the ball a little. 16 of 24, 227 yards, and one pick. Oh yeah, that one pick was pretty bogus, but that's just me. And the Boise State was able to slug along. Uh, Demetri Washington even got two sacks on a very disciplined and rock-solid Air Force offensive line, which is an excellent unit, almost never allows sacks. Yes, they're a triple option, but they threw, they, threw a time. they threw eight times, well, technically nine. So they threw nine times, but they definitely got after Azik Daniels when the Falcons did decide to pass, and this was a monumental game. On the road, in Colorado Springs, as Air Force, as we would know it, would be the pretty much arguably outside of Oregon State who they played in the first game of the season, the toughest opponent the Broncos would face on the schedule. Now here's where it was a really sort of coming out party against Colorado State. Colorado State, they've had their struggles this year, they have some new guys under the new Jay Morvell system. And it, it just, it was an ugly game for the Rams. An absolute blowout bath 
were, as the Broncos absolutely smashed the Rams into the ground, 49-10. And the defense, whew, this defense was all over this Colorado State offense. And the offense was too. As Taylor Green would have his best game as the starting quarterback. 24-30, 305 yards, and two, and two passing touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown, a 10-yard rushing touchdown in the end zone. And the running attack, which Boise State has more relied on, this is not the same under Plow, who really heavily relied on a passing attack with Bachmeyer. Considering this offensive line isn't the best at pass blocking, and Hank Bachmeyer simply couldn't move away Taylor Greenhand. He couldn't move, period. He was a living statue almost. Nothing against Hank. I thought he was okay here. I thought he was an okay quarterback during his tenure here. I mean, he's probably a better than a decent amount of number of quarterbacks. It's just the Boise State fit. It wasn't a full-on fit. Especially under Plow. And I think there was a needed change considering how poorly Hank played. So, and, and George Longley finally was healthy. And finally got back to his normal self. Had three touchdowns and 108 yards in the game against the Rams as well. And overall, the offense looked fluid. Yes, the defense had an excellent day, and they really they only blew one coverage that led to a 76-yard touchdown by Justice Ross Simmons, which made the game 28 to 10 in Boise State. But Boise State just absolutely dominated this game on both sides of the ball. And even special teams. Special teams had a nice day. And it was overall, like, you can say what you want about the quality of opponents, but Boise State wasn't even looking good against way inferior opponents. Against New Mexico, they didn't even look that good. And against UT Martin, they didn't even look that good. I mean, they should have obviously blown out New Mexico and UT Martin by way more than just 17 and 23. So I'm just happy that it looked this good. I just never would have thought that one coordinator change and one quarterback change could, like, Boise State was arguably dead in the water and in a weak Mountain West, too. Because the Mountain West this year has honestly been very disappointing. Like, I thought Utah State would be better, then Logan Bonner got hurt. Now they're on, I think, their third-string quarterback now, so their season's probably screwed. And if you look at other teams in the conference who were supposed to be better, I think Air Force has mostly lived up to expectations. They're really them in Boise State. Fresno had, I'm going to give them a bit of a pass because Hanger was hurt a bunch of games, and that definitely hurt them. And you also had, uh, what's his face? San Diego State doesn't look as good this year, especially on defense and offensively. They're still having problems at quarterback mainly. And overall, Mount West is, I mean, Wyoming looks solid. Wyoming looks solid. But, man, Colorado State, Nevada, and Hawaii are so bad that they bring down this conference, like, immeasurably. So Boise State not only now at six and two overall, 
5 0 in the conference and on a four game winning streak and have blown out and have blown out three of their four opponents by 20, 22, 20, and 39 respectively, with the one exception being Air Force, which they won by five. The Broncos now control their own destiny. Like, if we look at this remaining schedule, let's look at it. Saturday, November 5th, at 4 p.m., they will play a BYU team coming off of four straight losses and against the Boise State team coming off four straight wins. It's interesting, Boise State and BYU in the beginning were in the complete opposite directions. And after, after BYU, I want to say, was four and one, and Boise was two and two, they've gone in complete opposite directions. Albeit BYU has had a gauntlet of a schedule, but still, the point still stands. So BYU, probably, arguably the best team remaining left. After that game, Saturday, November 12th, they head to Reno to play the Nevada Wolfpack, who have struggled on offense considerably. They somehow scored 28 on San Jose State. I don't know how that happened. But I don't see them. They're definitely not scoring 28 on Boise State. And Boise State's offense should probably pick them apart. It's not even that his defense is great. It's like it's a serviceable unit, but it's not. It's not great. The offense is so miserable that the defense has to keep picking up all the scraps and simply can't do that on a consistent basis. Now, then they have the road again to War Memorial Stadium in Laramie, where they will play the Wyoming Cowboys. Now, this is interesting. I think this might actually have division implications, assuming Wyoming keeps winning in the Mountain West. Because I, I believe, I, I could be wrong, whoever wins this game would be the leader in the Mountain Division for the Mountain West Championship. So this game could actually have conference title implications. So mark that date, mark that one down, Saturday, November 19th at 4 p.m. And then in the final game of the season, they play a banged-up Utah State team who's currently 3-5. And, and obviously, I don't expect them to... Utah State, even before Logan Bonner went down, they looked to have super rest significantly because of all the production they lost in the wide receiver spot. And their defense isn't that good. And I don't see them offensively scoring much on this Boise State defense. This Boise defense has played excellent. Has played absolutely excellent. Especially in the second half. In the second half of games, they aren't allowing anything. They're not allowing any points whatsoever. Even in the blowout loss against Oregon State, I want to say they only allowed, obviously it was like 24 nothing, but they only allowed, I want to say, 10 points in the second half. They only allowed 7 to New Mexico. They didn't allow any UT Martin. I forget the Utah. I think they allowed 17, so that was the only blunder, really. San Diego State, nothing. Fresno State, 3. Air Force 7, and Colorado State nothing. So as a Boise State fan, I'm very happy, especially because my sports team this year has been crap. Boise State has been one of the few bright spots so far this year, and I'm very happy for them. They look great under Dirk Cutter. I cannot give enough credit to Dirk Cutter. He's done an excellent job orchestrating this offense, getting the guys in line, getting developing Taylor Green into... Potentially a really good quarterback. I'm not saying 
Because Boise State's had a great history when it comes to quarterbacks. They had uh, Ryan Dickwitty, Kellen Moore, obviously the most iconic, and one of the best college football quarterbacks ever. Um, they had Brett Rippin, who was very good. I'm sure maybe there's some other I'm forgetting. But Boise State, they've had a strong history when it comes to their quarterbacks, and maybe Taylor Green could find himself in that tier, possibly. He definitely... What I argue was that kind of quarterback voice he's had, maybe at least in a while, because Kellen Moore, despite his excellence, he was anything but athletic. The dude was tiny and couldn't move. The dude was a, a statue, but great, but that motherfucker was crazy smart and and just read every almost every defense they played like a book. So Taylor Green has like the athleticity, he has the tools to be a great quarterback. He's six foot six, has a powerful arm, has crazy good legs, long legs, long strides. And I mean, if we get improved as a passer, uh, this I mean, this Boise State team is going to be very dangerous. Honestly, if they beat BYU, I could see them being in the top twenty-five. Road to New York. Because the road to New Year's Six could happen, but first of all, there's two things getting in the way. Tulane's getting in the way, and Liberty's getting in the way. They both only have one loss. And even if those teams had two losses, I still feel the AP or the general committee would favor Liberty and But that's just me. But I'm just happy Boise State has played excellent football. I hope they keep staying this way. I hope they make the Mountain West Championship and win it. That would be an insane turnaround season for a team that just a month ago looked dead in the water. The offense was horrific. And I never would have thought that a coordinator change and a quarterback change, especially a true freshman quarterback, by the way, would make such a colossal difference. And I do mean colossal difference for this team. And we already knew the defense was great. This defense is an excellent unit. Like, from top to bottom, this is one of the best teams, in my opinion, in the country. I don't care what anyone says. This defense has been excellent almost every single game, and I do believe it's going to continue to stay that way. So, I mean, Andy Lavalos has done an excellent job. We brought him in here to fix the defense, and that's exactly, he's promised, I mean, that promise he definitely delivered on. And it's funny because, you know, he found the right offensive coordinator on complete accident. Now, Dirk Cutter, he was a former Boise State coach here from 1990, what, I think it was 1998 to 2001, and in his last two years, they went like 10-2 and 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 10-1 before he went to go be the Arizona State head coach. So, it's not like he didn't have merit. It's not like he was this unknown guy that Boise State picked up out of nowhere. And, you know, he was an NFL coach in Tampa Bay, and he had a bunch of prior college and NFL experience. The dude's a bad. I want to say 63. I hope he stays with us for a while. I love the play calling with Dirk Cutter. I love how he's leading us more towards this run first, but the pass being a very good supplementary option. My bad, wrong word. Complementary option. 
And this Boise State defense, look, I mean, offense looks absolutely beautiful now. I love the way it's been playing. And I hope it keeps them that way. But anyways, guys, that's all I had to say on how UTEP accidentally, unintentionally saved Boise State's entire season. Which normally, when you lose to a team, it's usually bad. But this loss was a blessing in disguise. And I'm Tyler Feinstein. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>